Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, TCK Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to? And how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or a phone call, and we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. TCK Potters, happy holiday season. Blessings to all holidays of all kinds. Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you're into. Blessings to you and your family. Thank you for tuning in over the holiday season to the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. We have made it to week 16. Hope you all brought home those championships last week. If you're in it this week, we've got one more week of breakdowns for you, previews. Stay tuned. Sky here rolling solo as I always do. Recapping the week 16 action team by team, listing my ballers and stallers for the week. Make sure you email us your fantasy questions to tckpod at gmail.com and shoot us a DM on Instagram at the candlestick kids with the hashtag tckpod. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. Jerry Rice, Andre Reed, Chris Carter. I smoke all these fools. I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody. Well, I'm the best corner of the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Your weak ass, get your weak ass off the field. Get your weak ass off the field. He could go all the way. Because I'm a winner. I'll always be a winner. And you'll always be a loser. We 
All right, let's start off Saturday afternoon. Washington Redskins, Tennessee Titans. Tennessee gets a big win at home, 25-16. The Titans are now 6-1 and at home, and they'll need to make it 7-1 and on Sunday Night Football versus the Indianapolis Colts in order to make the playoffs. For the Redskins, no ballers for them. Adrian Peterson, 26 carries, 119 on the ground. Good game, but uh, just 11 fantasy points in the fantasy championship. Not going to get it done for AP, but he did achieve the eighth uh, his eighth 1,000-yard rushing season, and he moved into eighth all-time on the rushing list, passing Jim Brown at 13,318 yards. Jamison Crowder, 5 for 78 on seven targets. Michael Floyd, the ghost of Michael Floyd, of course, came up with the Cardinals, been battled uh, lots of injuries, a couple suspensions, been floating around the league the last couple years. Michael Floyd reemerges, catches a touchdown for the Skins. Tennessee, Derrick Henry stays hot, 21, carries 84 yards in the touchdown. He leads the NFL in rushing with over 100 yards and eight, or excuse me, 500 yards and eight touchdowns since week 12. Pruitt, the tight end, two for 29 in a score. Taewon Taylor, three for 64. Blaine Gabbert replaced Marcus Mariota after a shoulder injury. Mariota could play this week uh, in a must win versus those Colts, as I mentioned earlier. Either way, I'm not really liking the Tennessee chances, although they are at home, so I'll preview that game later in the week. But stay tuned here on Mariota's status. Uh, Corey Davis, 3 for 45 on five targets, and Deion Lewis remains a non-factor. Saturday night football, the Baltimore Ravens go into Los Angeles and school the Chargers 22-10. The Ravens hold the Chargers to under 200 yards and a huge win in L.A. to keep their playoff hopes alive. For the Ravens, Mark Andrews, one of their four tight ends, two for 83 and a touchdown. A lot of that came on a 68-yard score. And the Ravens' defense, 22 points on the road versus the Chargers' offense. Ravens absolutely crushing it. Uh, One of the top three defenses in the league for sure. Lamar Jackson let down in the championship, 204, one touchdown and just 39 yards on the ground. Gus Edwards, 14 carries, 92 yards. Kenneth Dixon, 28 yards on the ground, 20 through the air. And Michael Crabtree, just one catch for 20 yards. For the Chargers, no ballers for them, surprisingly. Stallers, Melvin Gordon, Justin Jackson, Keenan Allen, Phillip Rivers. Melvin Gordon, 12 for 41 and a score, just 13 yards through the air. Justin Jackson, of course, not getting as much work with Melvin Gordon back. He had one carry for negative one yard, and he had uh, seven catches on 47 yards on 10 targets. So actually led the team in targets through the backfield, but not much there from Justin Jackson. Keenan Allen, 5 for 58 and uh, on eight targets coming back from injury last week. And Phillip Rivers, just 181, no touchdowns, two interceptions. Worst fantasy game of the season for Phillip Rivers. Only game under 200 yards passing and the only game with no touchdowns or uh, and more interceptions than touchdowns for Phillip Rivers on the season. Moving into the Sunday slate, Houston Texans 30, Philadelphia Eagles 32. Nick Foles gets it done again at home. Knocking off the red-hot Houston Texans, the Philadelphia Eagles stay alive in the playoff hunt. Going to be tough for them to make it in, but this win definitely helped out their cause. Zach Ertz surpassed Jason Witten as the most uh, receptions by a tight end in a single season. NFL record for Zach Ertz finally passes him up. Ertz on the day, 12 catches, 110, and two touchdowns on 16 targets. Nick Foles, huge game. 471 yards, four touchdowns in the score. And Nelson Aguilar, five for 116 in the score on seven targets. Darren Sproles is 32 on the ground, 76 through the air in a score. Alshon Jeffrey, three for 82 on five targets. Golden Tate remains an on-factor, just two for 13 for him. 
for the Houston Texans, Deshaun Watson, 339 yards, two scores through the air, another 49 yards rushing and two scores on the ground. DeAndre Hopkins eclipses 100 yards again, nine catches, 104 on 12 targets. And DeAndre Carter fills in for Demarius, Demarius Thomas, who was gone for the years with the torn Achilles and maybe a career ender for Demarius Thomas, unfortunately. DeAndre Carter, six for 61 on seven targets. Deontay Foreman makes his NFL, uh, well, not his NFL debut, but 2018 debut, I should say, uh, after injuring his, uh, tearing his Achilles last season, missing all of this season up until this week. Seven carries, negative one yard. Seven carries, negative one yard on the ground, two catches, 28 yards, and a score for Deontay Foreman. I expect him to be more involved, even with uh, Lamar Miller coming back this week and through the playoffs. Vincent Smith caught a 35-yard touchdown, and Alfred Blue filled in decently 14 yards on the ground, 26 through the air uh, for Lamar Miller, who sat this game. I expected more watching a lot of this game. Alfred Blue actually looked good, but he got hurt um, midway through the third quarter and, and sat the rest of the game, leading Deontay Foreman to get his actual touches there. Let's move on to the Packers and the Jets. Packers 44, Jets 38. This was a shootout. Aaron Rodgers played out of his mind. Devontae Adams with a game-winning 16-yard touchdown as Rodgers goes vintage in a statement win over the Jets for the Packers. His first win on the road this season. I picked the Jets to win this game. The Jets should have won this game, uh, but Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers ultimately came back on the road, put up 44 on the Jets, and got the W. Rodgers on the day, 442, two touchdowns through the air. Another 32 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Four total touchdowns for Rodgers. Ties the season high in passing yards from week five at Detroit, and he gets his first two rushing touchdowns on the year in the same game. Jamal Williams filling in for Aaron Jones, 15 for 95, and a score on the ground. Another six catches for 61 through the air. Devontae Adams, 11 catches, 71 yards, and a touchdown on 18 targets. Jake Kumaro, Three for 68 and a touchdown on three targets. Keep an eye on Kumaro in the offseason. We'll be going through all these receivers, uh, but there's a lot of mouths to feed all of a sudden in Green Bay. A lot of young talent. We'll see who makes the cut next year. But I, uh, Aaron Rodgers came out in the preseason this year that he really liked Jake Kumaro. Uh, uh, he got hurt, uh, unfortunately, so he missed a lot of this season, but he comes back in here three for 68 and a touchdown. Might be the uh, Jordy Nelson coming in the next year, depending on Geronimo Allison. Uh, Equinemus St. Brown and Valdez Scantling status. St. Brown, 5 for 94 on 5 targets, and Valdez Scantling, 5 for 75 on 9 targets. So everyone getting involved except Jimmy Graham, just 3 for 34 on 4 targets. For the Jets, Robbie Anderson stays hot, 9 for 140 and a touchdown on 13 targets. Looking forward to seeing what he can do next year on a full season in health. Sam Darnold, 341 and 3 touchdowns. Looking to see what he can do next year, too. He's going to be exciting. Elijah McGuire, 14 for 35 and a touchdown on the ground. And three for 50 and another touchdown through the air. A nice dual purpose back. I expect him to be the uh, number one back coming into New York next year. But we'll see what happens with Isaiah Crowell. Chris Herndon, another great tight end emergence. Six for 82 and a score on seven targets. He will be a uh, top 12 tight end drafted next season. No ballers for the Jets. How about that? Bills and Patriots. The Bills lose in Foxborough. No surprise here. 12 to 24. Patriots get it done, do enough to win this game. Patriots win their 10th consecutive NFC or AFC East divisional title, which is the most of any NFL franchise in history and the most outside of the 90s Braves in baseball who won the NL East 14 straight times. So the, Bra uh, the Patriots complete a decade, a full decade of dominance. Very impressive there with the Belichick and Brady era. 
For the Bills, Zay Jones, a lone baller here, five for 67, a touchdown on nine targets. And some other players you may have started that let you down in this game, Josh Allen and Robert Foster. Josh Allen, 271, or excuse me, 217 through the air, a touchdown and two picks, just 30 yards receiving. So after three almost 100-yard games in a row, he's had 16 last week, 30 this week, comes back down to earth here. This will probably be the game plan coming into next year that if you can bottle up Josh Allen on the ground, then he'll have to beat you with his arm, which I'm not sure he's able to do yet. Robert Foster, 5 for 52 on seven targets. James Kroom, uh, Jason Kroom, tight end, filling in for Charles Clay, 4 for 55 on six targets, and the Bills running backs combined for 13 carries for 44 yards, Keith Ford and Shady McCoy. Nothing going on there with the Bills running backs all season. For the Patriots, Edelman, 6 for 70, and a touchdown on 10 targets. His score was a nice vintage Edelman slant over the middle. He got hit by two guys, but he wasn't actually down, rolled over a defender, never hit the ground, uh, ended up getting up and sprinting to the end zone for a nice heads-up play for Julian. Uh, Sony Michelle, 18 for 116 and a touchdown. Excited to see what he can do next year, but we'll see if they have four running backs again next year. James White returns somewhat to form, 8 for 41 and a touchdown on the ground, 2 for 13 through the air. Rex Burkhead, 13 for 39 and 4 for 40, uh, 79 uh, total yards on 17 touches for Rex Burkhead. Good to see him getting involved again. Uh, next year, James White, Burkhead, Sony Michelle, Devlin, of course. Um, we'll see what happens next year with these guys with Brady's arm, uh, not what it used to be. Uh, Gronk potentially retiring. Edelman uh, seeing if he's going to be the top notch. Of course, Gordon's gone. We don't know who that number one receiver is in New England. A lot of changes next year. Could be a huge uh, opportunity for one of these running backs to take uh, full advantage. I expect it to be Sonny Michelle, but we shall see what happens with a full year of Rex Burkhead. Tom Brady, 126, a pick. Uh, excuse me, 126, a touchdown. That one to Edelman and uh, two interceptions. Uh, third year in a row, Tom Brady has let you down in the playoffs. So you draft him next year, draft him late, and grab a backup. Minnesota Vikings, Detroit Lions. Minnesota gets a big win at home, keeping their playoff hopes alive, 27-9 over the Lions. Kyle Rudolph brings Christmas cheer once again to fellow fantasy owners that actually played him with nine catches, 122 yards, and a long touchdown, including a 45-yard Hail Mary to end the first half. Rudolph on the day, 9 for 122. Those two, he actually had two scores on nine targets, so 9 of 9 for Rudolph from Cousins. We wanted to see this early in the season. I expected more of this from Rudolph coming in because of what uh, Jordan Reed and Vernon Davis were able to do with uh, and Niles Paul were able to do with Cousins in Washington. But uh, Cousins didn't look to Rudolph too much with uh, Thielen and Diggs, which I don't blame him. But um, Rudolph has not been amazing this year, but he did have a great game this year and uh, this week. And we know how talented he can be. We'll see if this uh, is a theme moving into next season. Kirk Cousins, 253 and three touchdowns. Dalvin Cook, 16 carries, 73 yards on the ground. Three catches, 35 yards through the air. Thielen and Diggs, stallers here. Thielen, five for 80 and six targets. Not terrible, but not uh, you know, wide receiver one numbers for your championship. And Diggs, just two catches, 10 yards, and one touchdown. He caught an eight-yard touchdown on the following play once Darius Slay left the game for a breather. Darius Slay has owned Stephon Diggs. Moving forward, when Diggs and Slay play, you may want to look at other options straight up. Diggs is extremely talented. Darius Slay is also, though, and Darius Slay seems to have his number. So keep an eye on that moving forward into next year. For the Lions, no ballers there. Stallers, Kenny Galladay, 6 for 58 on 15 targets. TJ Jones, 6 for 42 on 6 targets. Zach Zenner, 
45 yards on the ground, 22 through the air, and Matt Stafford, 116, and no touchdowns, no picks. Tenth game with less than 250 passing yards, and eighth game with less than two touchdowns for Matt Stafford on the year. Bucks and boys. Cowboys get a big win, and they clinch the NFC East for the first time since 2016 with a win over the Buccaneers, 27-20. to This one in Dallas for the Buccaneers. Mike Evans stays hot to end the season, 6-90 for and a touchdown on 10 targets. Jacquez Rogers had a rushing score. Uh, uh, Adam Humphreys stays hot, 10 catches on 12 targets for 79 yards. So that's 17, uh, almost 18 fantasy points there without a touchdown for Humphreys. We'll see what happens with him next year. I expect Deshaun uh, Jackson to be gone which definitely opens up the door for Chris Godwin and Adam Humphreys. Some ballers here, Jameis Winston, 336, but just one touchdown. Peyton Barber, 43 yards on the ground, 13 through the air. Chris Godwin, 3 for 39 on six targets. And Cameron Brait remains a non-factor. No more than three catches in any game this season. For Dallas, no ballers here. Prescott, Zeke, Gallup, and Cooper all let you down. Prescott, 161, a touchdown through the air. Another two yards and a rushing score but not much from Dak in the championship. Zeke, 85 on the ground, 24 on the, the air. So over, uh, let's see, 109 yards, which isn't terrible. But for Zeke, definitely less than you expected there. No touchdowns from him. And Michael Gallup, three for 53 and a touchdown. First touchdown since week seven for the rookie Michael Gallup. And Amari Cooper, four for 20 on five targets. Unfortunately, a uh, a, a you know kind of a vintage Amari Cooper game. I, I don't expect that to be the case moving forward, but he definitely had an off game in this one. Bungles and Browns. Browns get the win here at home, and they are now officially eliminated by the, from the playoffs, but they do have a chance to go over 500 here uh, with the win over Baltimore this week. The Browns win 26-18. Browns sweep the Bengals for the first time since 2002, and again, they have a chance to surpass uh, 500 um, uh, in the win column with a win over Baltimore this week. I don't think they'll get it necessarily, but it would be great to see the Browns over 500. I made a prediction early in the preseason, which we'll go over in the next few weeks. The Browns were going to be 500 this season, and they were going to make the playoffs next season. I'm on tow to do both of those. Even if they don't make 500 this season, I'm very confident they'll make the playoffs next year. We'll get into that um, later on. CJ Ozoma, four for 49, a touchdown on five targets. The lone uh, baller for the Bungles, Driscoll, Mixon, and Ross. Not much. 113, two touchdowns for Driscoll, just 21 on the ground. Joe Mixon, 68 yards on the ground, 10 through the air. And John Ross caught a quick three-yard touchdown. For the Bungles, Mayfield, 284, three touchdowns, 16 yards on the ground. Higgins, 60 yards and a touchdown for him. David Njoku, Three for 73 and a touchdown, and Nick Chubb, 19 for 112. Duke Johnson, Landry, let you down. Duke Johnson, just 12 yards on the ground, 54 through the air. And Jarvis Landry, four for 47 on eight targets, but he did have a 63-yard pass as well. And Fells, uh, Darren Fells caught a touchdown in this game. The Falcons and the Carolina Panthers. Falcons get a win here. Uh, Carolina looks absolutely horrible. They've, they've reined it in this year, of course. They lost Cam Newton for the season, but they also lost – um, Heineke as well, who replaced Cam Newton, uh, but he was also placed on the IR with an elbow injury. Looks like undrafted free agent Kyle Allen will get the start in week 17 for the Panthers. But the Falcons get a big win here. Morale boost, if nothing else, going into next season, 24-10. Christian McCaffrey has the most receptions by a running back in a single season in NFL history. For the Falcons, Matt Ryan having some better numbers than his 2016 
MVP campaign, actually. Matt Ryan's been having a, fin- a phenomenal game, but that has to do with the Falcons also having um, really uh, almost a league-worst rushing game as well. So I don't expect that to happen next year, but Matt Ryan has been playing well. We'll see what happens with Devonta Freeman coming into next year and Tevin Coleman possibly moving on. Matt Ryan, 239 and three touchdowns. Muhammad Sanu caught a touchdown, 81 yards on the game. Ridley caught a touchdown, 90 yards on the game. Julio Jones and Tevin Coleman let you down. Julio did catch a touchdown with just 28 yards otherwise. And Tevin Coleman, 10 for 51 on the ground, nothing through the pass game. For the Carolina Panthers, Christian McCaffrey, 21 carries, 101 yards, 12 catches, 77 yards on 13 targets. Ian Thomas, 4 for 48 and a touchdown on five targets. And Jarius Wright, 7 for 69. Samuel, 7 for 41. And DJ Moore, 2 for 19. So it looks like the Panthers are definitely spreading out the ball more than Cam used to, which is good. Jaguars and Dolphins. Jaguars get a win here, 17 to 7. This game was pretty pathetic, but I do have to report it technically. 17-7 Jacksonville over Miami. Jags get second win in the last nine games, but both games uh, but both teams have work to do in 2019. There's a chance that uh, Adam Gase returns to Miami. There's a chance that Tannehill could be moving on. We think Bla- uh, Blake Bortles will be moving on. Fournette will definitely be the feature next year. But who is the other running back? TJ Yeldon could be moving on from him. Cody Kessler is probably not the answer. Do they draft a quarterback? Um, Devontae Parker could be moving on from Miami as well. There's a lot going on here. Frank Gore could potentially retire, although he said he wants to continue to play. Kenyon Drake, Kalen Bellage. There's a lot of question marks for both these two teams that you should stay tuned to over the preseason or postseason, I should say, offseason, and we'll get to them. For Jacksonville, no ballers, no surprise here. Fournette, 18 carries, 43 yards and a touchdown, three catches, 28 yards through the air. Westbrook, 7 for 45. Moncrief, 4 for 43. Miami, no ballers here either. Kenyon Drake, 6 for 23 on the ground, 4 for 31 through the air. Kalen Balaj gets uh, finally some, some you know, well, just six touches. Uh, he started the game with a um, 30 or what was it, 18 yard, 30 yard um, catch. Excuse me, I don't have that on, on hand here, but he did start the game with a nice uh, catch right off the bat. Um, but not much otherwise. Four carries, 10 yards, two catches, 39 yards on four targets. Devontae Parker, as I mentioned, has been phased out of the game plan since about week 11. I expect him to be moving on next year. Let's go to the Giants and the Colts. The Giants uh, come up just one point short to the Colts. The Colts are really, really good at home this year, and they've won eight of nine games since starting one and five on the season. Colts get the win, 28-27. Giants, no ballers. But Eli Manning, over 300 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. He also added a two-yard rushing score. Saquon Barkley, 21 for 43 and a touchdown, 5 for 34 through the air. And Evan Ingram, 6 for 76 on six targets uh, at the tight end position. Sterling Shepard steps up in uh, uh, Odell Beckham's absence with 6 for 113 on seven targets. And Scott Simonson, the other tight end, caught a touchdown as well. For the Colts, Andrew Luck, 357, two touchdowns and a pick. T.Y. Hilton, 7 for 138 and eight uh, on eight targets. Uh, Chester Rogers, 7 for 54, touchdown on seven targets. And Dontrell Inman, 4 for 46 and a touchdown as well. Hines stole a goal line touchdown from Mack, uh, Marlon Mack on the day, 34 yards on the ground. He did have one score, should have had two, and one catch for four yards. Eric Ebron left the game with a concussion before that, just three for 28. We'll see what happens with him and Doyle next year, too. That's going to be really interesting. Bears and Niners. The Chicago Bears get a win in San Francisco. Thought the Niners would get this W. They should have. Um, 
uh, they had Brita leave the game once again, which he does every single week. Uh, after that, the Bears' defense really clamped down, but this one was really close, and the Niners honestly should have won this game. 14-9, to though, the Bears win the game, and the Bears get their 11th win for the first time since 2010. Shout-out to the Bears. No ballers for the Bears, however. Stallers, uh, Howard, 13 for 53 and a touchdown, 2 for 17 through the air. Allen Robinson, 6 for 85 on 8 targets. Mitch Trubisky, 246 and a touchdown, just 3 yards rushing, which is very surprising. The Niners have been playing really solid defense lately. Anthony Miller, 3 for 24, but he did have a, a short score. And Trey Burton comes alive uh, in the final game of the season, 5 for 30. Uh, not much, but from a tight end, uh, eight points from a tight end is, is pretty solid there. For the Niners, no ballers either. George Kittle, seven for 74. Not a terrible day for him, a tight end, but from George Kittle, you expect more than that in your championship. So seven for 74 on 12 targets. Um, Kendrick Bourne has four for 73 and five targets. I expect him to be the number one receiver this week with um, Pettis out and uh, Goodwin potentially um, sitting as well. So expect Kendrick Board to be the number one receiver this year and potentially the number two behind Pettis next year. We'll see what happens with Goodwin. I really like the young core, though, for the Niners. Uh, my man Mullins, 241, no pick, uh, no touchdowns and a pick. Um, Marquise Goodwin, three catches, 29 yards and eight targets. And Pettis sprained MCL. He's out for week 17. Should be good for next year. And Matt Breida left the game once again and is out for week 17 as well. Jeff Wilson Jr. stepped in, 11 carries, 27 yards, and two catches for 11 yards on his two targets. Rams and uh, Cardinals. The Rams dismantle the Cardinals early and often. Rams get a win here, 31-9. to Aaron Donald breaks the sack record from a defensive tackle and sets a Giants franchise record. Uh, excuse me. Um, sets a Rams franchise record with the most sacks with 19 and a half. Um, he's just three away from Michael Strahan's NFL record for most in a single season. We'll see if he can get that this week. For the Rams, C.J. Anderson, huge game, stepped in for Todd Gurley. I made a prediction that C.J. Anderson <laughs> was going to have a really solid season this year. Of course, he didn't do anything in, in Carolina, quite literally just didn't even play most of the season. They released him, picked up by the uh, Raiders very quickly. They released him, picked up by the Rams. Todd Gurley sits. C.J. Anderson comes in, does his thing. 20 carries, 167, and a touchdown. I expect him to have a huge workload this week as well versus the Niners. Uh, Robert Woods. Two for 15 and a score on the ground. Also another six for 89 and a score through the air. He's the number one receiver coming into next year. For the Rams, Goff, 216 and a touchdown through the air and a rushing TD as well. Brandon Cooks, Josh Reynolds let you down if you started them. Three for 35 for Cooks, two for 44 for Reynolds and John Kelly. Ten carries but just 40 yards, spelling uh, C.J. Anderson. For the Cardinals, Larry Fitzgerald, a 32-yard touchdown pass, which is the oldest wide receiver pass since 1970. Shout out to Fitz. He also had six for 53 on nine targets through the air. Says that he will probably be coming back next year. I hope he returns to the NFL, but I hope he goes to play for a contender. Um, I would love to see him uh, on a uh, contending team that could use some wide receiver help. Uh, maybe he could be the uh, the opposite potentially to Michael Thomas in New Orleans, which I think would be amazing. He would have a career year with Drew Brees, but I think the Saints would be just unstoppable to clutch receivers like that. That could be massive. Uh, maybe he goes to Dallas. Um, we'll see what happens with Fitz, but if he goes back to Arizona with all the coaching garbage and a really young team, I just think he's going to kind of 
fade into the sunset, uh, not on a high mark, which would be sad for such a genuine dude and a great, great NFL player. David Johnson lets you down 10 carries, 35 yards. He did catch Larry Fitzgerald's 32-yard touchdown pass, but not much otherwise for David Johnson. And Sherfield, 6 for 62 on six targets. Keep an eye on Sherfield's name in the preseason. Could be a late-round grab like Geronimo Allison was this year before he got hurt. So keep an eye on, on Sherfield. I could see him being a uh, top receiver, especially if Fitz moves on. Um, and we'll see what happens with Christian Kirk next year. The Saints and the Pittsburgh Steelers. This was a great game. The Saints get a win uh, at the at the buzzer, 31-28. Saints clinch home field advantage in the NFC playoffs. For the Steelers, Antonio Brown, no Madden curse here. Goes absolutely bonkers. Wins me our League of Record championship. 14 catches, 185 yards, two touchdowns on 19 targets. He has a career-high 15 touchdowns on the season. Shout-out to my man, A.B. Big Ben, 380 yards and three touchdowns. Juju Schmitz-Schuster, 11 catches, 115 on 15 targets. Of course, a lot of the media focuses on Juju and his fumble, which potentially lost the game for the Steelers, potentially lost the season if they don't make the playoffs. Fumbles happen. Obviously, didn't do it on purpose. I feel for the guy. He was crying on the sidelines. Definitely a bummer for Juju. Such a great young spirit in the league and a hell of a player. I think he'll bounce back next year. So no no shame on Juju. Uh, Vance McDonald and Jalen Samuels let you down a little bit if you started them. Jalen Samuels, 12 carries, 53 yards, three catches, 11 yards, and a score for him. And Vance McDonald, just a uh, 49-yard reception. For the Saints, Michael Thomas, 11 catches, 109 in the touchdown on 13 targets, and Alvin Kamara beasted as well. Helped me with that title with A.B., seven carries, 23 yards, but two touchdowns, four catches, 82 yards on six targets for Kamara. Drew Brees and Mark Ingram let you down if you were starting them as well. Stalled out here. Brees, over 300 yards, 326, but just one touchdown. Ted Ginn returns, first game since week three. Five, uh, five catches, 74 yards on eight targets. And Mark Ingram, 11 carries, 35 yards, a rushing score, but just one catch for eight yards through the air. Kansas City Chiefs and Seattle Seahawks to end the week on Monday Night Football. Kansas City Chiefs, huge win here. Uh, over, or Excuse me, the Seahawks get a huge win over the Chiefs, my mistake. Uh, Daniel and I both picked uh, the Seattle Seahawks, currently picked the Chiefs, and Daniel and I were right here. 38-31, a barred murder for uh for the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, they get, let's see, the Seahawks clinch a playoff berth, and I predicted that they would be last in the NFC West, <laughs> which is certainly a whoopsies here. So shout out to uh, to the Kansas City um, uh, Kansas City Chiefs for for a hell of a season overall. They're they're still going to be um, you know in the playoff hunt and definitely a dangerous team. But the Seattle Seahawks, arguably the best uh, the best team. Uh, the hottest team going into the playoffs right now, and, and they're going to be a force to reckon with in the postseason. So for the Chiefs, Mahomes, 273 and three touchdowns, and then 33 yards on the ground. Damian Williams, 13 carries, 103 yards on the ground, seven catches, seven, 37 yards and a touchdown on seven targets. He has his first career 100-yard rushing game. And Tyreek Hill, four catches, 74 yards on nine targets. Chuck Hendrick West had a receiving touchdown. Demarcus Robinson had a receiving touchdown. Uh, Kelsey had just 54 yards and Conley 54 yards as well. For the Seattle Seahawks, Russie Will, 271 uh, through the air, three touchdowns and 57 yards on the ground. Russell Wilson doing it big in December as usual and his buddy Doug Baldwin the same way. Seven catches, 126 and a touchdown on 12 targets. 
late season explosion in full tilt once again for Russell Wilson and Doug Baldwin. Chris Carson, 27 carries, 116 and two touchdowns, nothing in the pass game for him per usual. And uh, Tyler Lockett, four for 99 on five targets. And both tight ends caught a touchdown, Dixon and Vanette. Mike William, Mike Davis, excuse me, a non-factor. And Rashad Penny did not play in this game, but he should this next week. I mentioned this game was on Monday Night Football. I apologize, it was not. That was a Sunday night game, the Chiefs falling to the Seahawks 38-31. Monday Night Football was a snoozer. I kind of forgot about it. I apologize. But it was the Oakland Raiders and the Denver Broncos. The Raiders getting a huge win. Gave Daniel a bunch of shit. Of course, I have to eat crow on that. Raiders did show up. The Broncos did not. Raiders get the win 27-14. The Broncos start flat and lose Phillip Lindsay, who is out for the rest of the season with a wrist injury, unfortunately. He could also miss OTAs and miss some time in the preseason, which could lead to Royce Freeman being the starter to start the season next year. We'll keep you posted on that, of course. And uh, they had an upsetting loss to the Raiders and potentially the last game ever played at the Oakland Coliseum. Daniel, Curley, and I all grew up in the Bay Area going to Oakland Raiders games, going to Oakland A's games. I've been in that stadium many, many times to see the Giants and Niners play as well. We've been to many uh, concerts there, Warriors games in the Oracle Arena, which is right next door. Um, Nice old complex. It's a shithole stadium, but a lot of history in that stadium, of course. Uh, The 70s, 80s Raiders, um, early 2000s Raiders. Uh, so they've been kind of a joke as of late, but a lot of history in that in that stadium. And um, they're going to have a new nice stadium in Vegas here coming up in 2020. But we'll see where the Raiders actually end up playing in 2019. For the game for the Denver Broncos, Case Keenum, not much. Threw two costly picks at the end of the game. Deshaun Hamilton caught a touchdown. Uh, uh, Sutton caught a touchdown. And um, Patrick, uh, Tim Patrick, had a nice game as well. So all these three young receivers are going to be the nucleus next year. Emmanuel Sanders is hurt. He'll probably be gone. Of course, Demarius Thomas is no longer there. They don't really have tight end play. So I expect these three receivers to be a solid trifecta for the Broncos next year. The question is who's going to be throwing him the ball. They owe Case Keenum a lot of money, but he's not very good. So we'll see if they move on from him. A lot going on there. As I mentioned, unfortunately, uh, Philip Lindsay, not much in your fantasy championship. Let down statistically, uh, but he also um, hurt his wrist early in the uh, third or third quarter, I believe, and um, was out for the rest of the game and now the rest of the season. Royce Freeman uh, should have a nice game here in Week 17. For the Raiders, Derek Carr remains extremely efficient. Still no interceptions for Derek Carr. Uh, Doug Martin had a couple touchdowns. Jared Cook had a decent game. Um, and... Uh, Jordy Nelson has over 70 yards in um, a few of his, uh, let's see, was it three of his last five games? So uh, Jordy Nelson is is finding the fountain of youth here late, but a little too a little too late. And the Raiders defense, the Raiders defense destroyed. Um, Broncos defense did not so much. Raiders getting it done at home. Raiders a huge win as a uh, finale in the Oakland Coliseum over their long, long time rival. The most uh, most matchups in. Monday Night Football history are the Raiders and the Broncos, and the Raiders end this one 27-14. Let's move on to the top performers for the week, and we'll get out of here. Top performers at each position, again, PPR settings, full PPR. Quarterbacks, Rodgers, Watson, Foles, Big Ben, Wilson. Running backs, Christian McCaffrey, Jamal Williams, Kamara, Damian Williams, Carson, McGuire, and C.J. Anderson. Wide receivers, 
AB, Robbie Anderson, Woods, Michael Thomas, Baldwin, and Devontae Adams. Tight ends, Ertz, Rudolph, Herndon, Ingram, Njoku, Mark Andrews, Uzama, Ian Thomas, and Kittle. And for the DSTs, Ravens, Jags, Titans, Dolphins, Cowboys, Raiders, Kickers, Hopkins, Crosby, Butker, Prater, Carlson, and Marr. That'll do it for the Week 16 Recap. Congrats to those of you that brought home the championship. And for those of you that fell short, we'll do our best to help you get one in 2019. Make sure to stay tuned over the offseason as we'll continue to pump out content with season recaps, check-ins on our 2018 preseason predictions, 2019 preseason rankings and predictions, as well as new formatting and team members for the TCK Pod team. If you're interested in joining our team for 2019, please send an email to tckpod at gmail.com or shoot us a DM on Instagram at the Candlestick Kids and let us know what you can bring to the team. We're hoping to add some video and audio enhancements, including a YouTube channel for the 2019 season. Get at us if you think you can help. Remember to email us your start sick questions for championship weekend for you week 17 players to tckpod at gmail.com and dm us on instagram once again at the candlestick kids with the hashtag tckpod make sure to follow our ig stories throughout the weekend for game day updates it's only sunday football this week no thursday no saturday no monday night last week of the season all day sunday and a sunday night game with the colts and titans let's get it on sunday good luck in those championships family thanks so much for listening bring home that championship congratulations to the rest of you that won the championship for those that you didn't let's start preparing now stay with us through the off season we'll catch you the rest of this week and we'll see you in the postseason have a lot of fun we'll be back for the playoffs for daniel stancato i'm sky guasco and we are out of here thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.